It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. You're here, y'all. You're here. It's taking you forever to get here. You had to transfer through two airports, drive, you know, through 45 to 90, maybe 120 minutes of Bay Area traffic, then park on a golf course for $98 minimum. But you're here. They got a golf course? Doesn't Isn't there always a golf course next to the stadium in California? Mm. I don't know. By golf course, I mean an old Navy outlet. No, that's the stadium. Yeah, just a big old Navy, old Navy outlet. And that's... Because we're about tradition, that's where we're finishing college football. That's right! In the home of such storied franchises as the San Francisco 49ers and an upcoming Monster Jam show. That's right, Santa Clara. That's where the college football playoff championship is going to be decided. And what, what says Santa Clara County more than the Clemson Tigers and the Alabama Crimson Tide? Man, they don't know nothing about no goddamn Monster Jam. It is booked there. I looked it up. Really? Yep. Santa Clara will book anything. All right, get that money, Monster Jam. Remind me, was there a college football game here recently? No. Nope. Okay. Okay. Nope. There's you there's know, never you, been one there. Can you find photographic evidence of college football fans in the seats? You can't. Nope. Do you know why do you know why I won't say that it was there recently? Because the Pac twelve plays in the future. Outside of time. You. Yeah, home of the Pac-12 championship game. Home of the San Francisco 49ers. The zombie San Francisco 49ers, let's be fair. They're okay and now. They're a little better. They're bad. They're they're the second worst team in football, but other than that's, that. That's not a little... <laughs> that's, 
So I, I I think I think what we're saying is, are we sure they're back alive? Like right. zombie implies right. they're right. no longer dead. Right. Yeah, I don't. I, I think they're still in stick poking territory as a franchise. I.e., you must poke them with the stick to verify life. Right. In other words, Bill's territory. That's why Michigan will never fire Jim Harbaugh because they see what the Niners have become after. Yeah, I mean the Niners didn't win a Super Bowl with Jim Harbaugh, but look, look what he leaves behind. The pestilence. Kyle Shanahan and zombies. Neither of them know how to run. Yeah, yeah. It would be quite a thing if we saw a twenty-eight-three deficit in this game. It really would. Because I don't think either team could actually come back from it. I don't. I don't see them as being capable of that. The we do have a couple of things to discuss uh, leading up to the title game, which is going to take place on Monday night. Again, fan friendly. We decided on a Monday, 2,100 miles away from either fan base, you know, in an NFL stadium on the other side of the country where I think people reportedly are more excited about the NHL all-star game than they are about the college football playoff game but junkets y'all we get junkets so uh spencer after you blogged about how shitty this location is Mm -hmm. how many bay area folks hit you up like i i didn't even know that was going on here um i had if i'm counting in my head just i had at least 20 people and people and at least five emailers go yeah dude this is not we didn't even know how many northern Northern Californians emailed or tweeted you to say, "Hey, no, this is a great place for this game. You're wrong." None. Hmm. I did have one guy. <laughs> I did have one guy who lives like he, he includes his phone number with his emails, uh, his personal emails. Like I'm, like I was gonna call him and say, "Hey, Greg, thanks for sending me that email. Your input's valuable, and I appreciate it." No, I just deleted it after I read it. Do you don't want to call him right now? Mm, we could. Can I call him? Yeah, you can call him. Please don't. Sure. Please don't. Come on. You never let me do anything fun. He can't stop you. I can't stop you. That's you know? true. Yeah. All I can do is all I can do is put you it up. Monsterably can't stop me from doing a damn thing. I've already put it out in the universe, so it's probably gonna happen. But if you want to talk to this gentleman, he suggested that uh I had it wrong that it was a beautiful stadium, that he was a, a 49ers fan in Atlanta. Then again, I don't know. Rooting for the NFL franchise here doesn't make a lot of sense. So. And wait, wait, he doesn't even live there? No, no. No, that's, no. That's a, a deep-seated <laughs> like uh, NFC West rivalry. The, so This is like when we made fun of the Pool and Weed Eater Bowl and the Kevin Costner hive descended upon us to tell us that he has a second home there. In Shreveport. He has the sec- he has the second home in Shreveport, the only second home. <laughs> there are two houses. <laughs> yeah, he has the second home. Tim Brando has the other one, <laughs> and they're both the biggest you've ever seen. No, I got one email from this guy, and he said, "You must be a Bay Area writer." And email nailed it, nailed it. Then he replied with a second email to himself and me, saying, "Ah." Ah, you live in Georgia and an SEC fan, probably. Got it. Hmm. Uh, did what? What are you doing? Wasn't today, that dude? part of your point, though? That uh, <laughs> people from here 
uh, are, are unlikely to uh, have either the time or the means or the inclination to go there. And isn't that a problem for them? <laughs> people, people, people with the plague seek antidote 2,000 miles away. Lament lack of proximity to vaccine. That's... Yeah, well, probably. The plague has uh, East Coast bias. Yeah, plague's, plague's got that Mongolian bias just roaring in off the steps. Listen, I, I don't know why y'all have to be so down on this roomy, wide-hipped, $1.3 billion pair of jeans known as Levi's Stadium. It holds everyone. Everybody can pile in these big old jeans. Go That's on. Stretchy denim. Can I can I talk one can I say one thing that I think I've brought up on on Twitter before but I want to bring up specifically in relation to this game because if you're on your way to the game there's something I want you to check for there's an amazing architectural trick at Levi Stadium which is that it is it is cavernous first of all it is huge and it is generally not filled when I have been there because of it being you know 500 miles from the minimum from the teams that are playing in it and so it feels way too big for the space but because the insides of the stadium are basically straight up and also so filled with luxury boxes the the uh the extent of of which you know it sticks pretty far out it also feels incredibly claustrophobic at the same time and if they had done this on purpose this would be like an to make you know opposing teams feel feel scared uh it, it would kind of be a neat little trick and instead, it's just, it, it's just kind of vaguely unpleasant, like like food poisoning for the eyes. Yeah, but at uh, least it's at least it's dangerous to nearby planes. Yeah, that's true. It does blind <laughs> pilots on approach to San Jose Airport as well. So it's a big old glittery pair of old navy jeans that we can all fit in. Just the big jeans as for the big boys in the sky and the big girls of America. Gotta. Get an Uber, cost 90 bucks just to get within a mile of the stadium. God, thank you for letting me get that out. Well, it's fine. John John Mellencamp, our most Virginia Tech rock star, because he also never got to number one. (laughs) Ain't that America. Uh, I had somebody I had somebody once go, do you know that song? What song? Yeah, you know that John Mellencamp song? Yeah, the one that was called Jack and Diane. And it was like, isn't that Jack and Diane? Yeah, Jack and Diane. Yeah, that was the name of it. Wait. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that what that song's about? No, not oh. at all. Are you sure? No, but to this guy it was. Can it, can it be? Yep, it is now. It is now. Retcon. Yes, it is. is Jack and like Diane. <laughs> it's like a gerund. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jared yep. Cougar Melon. <laughs> Jared. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. This this stadium. By the way, Who like said Jesus Christ to that. Which one of you was that? Ain't that America? The worst thing we've said today. A pair of big jeans. That is actually true. <laughs> that is totally true. Uh, we do have a little. It's a little ditty about Jack and Diane. <laughs> Oh, that's so much more interesting now. The, the, uh, God, I'm so sidetracked now. The, we do have some podcast business to do. Say it do right. We not, Say it right. Say it right. Got that podcast business? What's that business? Jason, podcast bring business. it in. 
What's a business? Podcast business? It's our business. Yeah. Dick. <laughs> That's all the enthusiasm this deserves. So, uh, after it was made known that ESPN's much beloved coach's film room, the uh, the uh, partner broadcast that brings you Paul Johnson uh, roasting the concept of passing or Gary Patterson, very excited psychic or Mac Brown uh, being a television commentator. Nothing new there. Or, or, or Steve Adazio eating pizza. Steve Adazio just shoving, smearing pizza on his face. Like a dude. And absorbing it. They're not doing this for the title game. Um, any number of reasons could be at play. The AFCA, of course, is during the title game. That's never stopped him before, but um, again, it's hard to get to Santa Clara. Coaches literally can't find it. What are you going to do? So after that happened, several of you immediately thought of us and uh, because your brains are broken <laughs> and decided that you would like to hear the shutdown full cast during the title game using the technology we uh, innovated, invented, we invented a, a few extruded. weeks ago. That's correct. Extruded? Is that what yeah. you... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. U using our, our Silico Silicon Valley disruption in honor of the Bay Area when we invented the conference call. Uh, and I, I think we might have something to, if not announce, at least propose to you, the listener. <laughs> None shall know the hour. Well, I mean, you'll know the rough hour. The game is... Uh, yeah. Never let me do anything fun! <laughs> Holly has an announcement. <laughs> yeah, we'll do this. We'll do some form of conference call. I just see you as, I just see you as like baby Alexander the Great sitting there going, Dad! Dad, let me have turkey! Let me invade turkey! You said I was the little black dragon and how to train your dragon. That too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel comfortable revealing that we will do something starting at halftime and going until either we get bored or technology betrays us. So probably techno minutes. technology betrays minutes. us. Yeah. When the robots take over, they're just going to kill this podcast. They'll go, no, it's not optimal. Nah, I don't think we're a threat to them. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're just not efficient. Do not recognize as intel <laughs> do not recognize as intelligent life. Spare. Yeah. Spare. This is just this is just random code. PAPN though? Oh, PAPN's done for. They're coming for P Bill. PAPN is in on it. <laughs> there that's a cyborg podcast already. Uh yeah, so we'll do so, we'll do a conference call at halftime. We will release no details before I don't know, like late in the second quarter. So just you know where we are on Twitter, on Reddit. On every day should be Saturday. You can find us. Don't look on Facebook. We're not going to put it on Facebook. We we do have a Facebook page. You'll never find it. Don't don't yeah. Don't bother. We don't. Yeah. That this is lie. this is um. We will update you all duly, uh, and with the usual prompt notice ahead of time that we are known for, like twenty minutes before we start. If if you're lucky. That's generous. Yeah. 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 But. Well, we're doing this guerrilla radio in part because the coach's feed is being taken off and replaced with the Monday night football feed. Um, it's not even, feature. they didn't even pick like, oh, let's get some NFL people that we know the NFL folks. They picked like the crew that even NFL fans this season are like, Jesus, these chuckleheads come the fuck on. I, 
I I really like this idea. If we can get Booger in the Booger Mobile in a small studio, trying to move around, yes, correct. knocking over lights and battering into things. Excuse me, y'all. One of our uh, one of our Espionation colleagues uh, on the video team suggested that next year we should rig um, Booger up to Skycam, like he's some sort of ghost in a stage play, just swinging by the booth, screaming like, observations, like, like he's. Like he's Dr. Robotnik up there? Yeah. First and then positive like positive thoughts about Skycam I've ever had. And swing him over and let him fart on Andrew Luck's head. Be great. <laughs> Second positive thought I've ever had about Skycam. Champions prevail! <laughs> oh, that's awful. It smells like cheese! Oh, Thank you! Um, yeah, so we're doing that. Now, I don't know if that crew will be... I know a lot of the coaches are at their convention and also, you know... Hey, come up to Bristol for like a day. That's a hard horse trade to do, especially when I know you've got recruiting. It's ESPN. They have it's ESPN. They have facilities all over the. They have the Longhorn Network facilities in Texas. They have the facilities in Charlotte. Like, no, this isn't. Don't give them a pass because it's too hard. Fuck that. I'm sick. Do you know how much money Disney made this year? Fuck that. I, they should get the Longhorn Network and get a room full of nothing but Texas coaches who just shit all over everything non-Texas in this yes, game. Yes, 100%. They should have the Longhorn Network. should be nothing but what Bevo thinks. I think, yeah. I think they should tell us which coaches turned them down so we can all shame them. Dave Clawson, you ain't busy. It's true. He's not. But I also don't want to watch you on television, so you're fine. Yeah, Brett Bielema, come on. Or get all bitter, get all retired coaches. Get Chiswick back there. Put Mark the Richt on there. What does he have to go to the meetings for? Put Mark Richt on there. Give him an edible and don't tell him. Chiswick was great. <laughs> Would we notice? Can you imagine? He'd be so chill. What if Mark Richt just started like, man, what if you slipped him some Molly, though? Okay. Here's better. the thing. If He's you so did it. I just want him like, want like rolling on the floor in a panda suit. <laughs> <laughs> Could you hand me a glow stick? I'd appreciate that. I think I, I think if you gave Mark Richt an edible, nothing would happen. He'd give you no indication that he had taken it. And then walking out of the room three hours later, he'd look at you and go, it was about 10 milligrams, wasn't it? Thanks, <laughs> that was good. Really took the edge off. And then he would give you a tender but stern discussion about consent. Yeah. And then go, but you know, it was good once. See you later, Ben. Because <laughs> I mean, he did go to Miami. There, there's been there's the, there was been some youthful experimentation. Would he have been a Tebow type at Miami if it, mm-hmm. if Twitter had existed? No, I think he I think he like just personally, yeah, right. Personally, I think he only got like religion when he was at Florida State. I think it was a Bowden thing, mm-hmm. right? I think at Miami he was just you know like normal radio standard college student. Is what I I believe his life story is. So again, he'd probably be like, "That was a good one. Thanks, man. Remind me of the old days." See, go back to five years ago and tell Georgia fans who listen to this show that we're talking about Mark Richt on the national championship preview. Everything turns out great for y'all. See, first time ever. And we're talking about Georgia on the national championship preview. Hmm. How'd their bowl game go? What? Did we? Did something happen? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, he's big cow and he doesn't like you as a result of that. You can suck his dick. 
that was the first like it was happening and as it was happening live that was all i was yelling at the tv fat dog this was uh i think the second greatest example of us speaking something into existence and the first that actually had anything to do with football of course the first being um the time mario we discovered his erotic friend toad just how erotic Mm -hmm. but damn that that big cow does not like you (laughs) not a single fucking bit Who's the one and the one the one creature in that whole frame that understands exactly what's happening immediately is the dog. Yeah. The bull dog who goes genetically like, whoop, ah, no, lateral movement. Scoot, gotta get out of here. Probably had an That's asthma attack. Thing's ever moved. Yeah. Yeah. And then it then it has an asthma. Attack. That's the most exercise an Ugga has ever gotten. <laughs> I just I know that like the Georgia fans looking at it were like, whoo, yeah, you better lay up, get some Epsom salts in a bath, put well, them on that ice bag. I also like that PETA was like, hey, uh, just more proof that we shouldn't have live mascots in football. And like, we're not going to delve into that. Georgia frequently doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the problem here. Jesus. Okay. Do you want to talk about the national championship now? <laughs> Yes, by which means we must stop talking about Georgia. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Georgia talk's got to end because they didn't this get there. This is a Georgia-free zone. Hold on, let me do it. The Georgia talk will end now. Sorry, one more. Jake from the Peach Bowl that they lost. It's a whole it sentence. See, it wasn't even. That's not even the right bowl game. Oh, I'm just have the Peach Bowl in the brain because Florida won. Jesus, we're not. We're Florida not won doing, the bowl game. We're not doing two episodes on the Peach Bowl. What's wrong with you? Michigan gave up a third and 20. Okay, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. Okay. On a run. The national championship. Hell, Georgia can top that. All right. (laughs) Yes, they can. The Georgia talk stops now. (sighs) Champions only. Clemson, in this game, has to manage to stop the Alabama offense, which is one of the weirder sentences to ever come out of my mouth if you told me like three years ago that, you know, that would be the, the, the move, right? That yeah, you you got to stop that dynamic Alabama offense. That's slightly disrespectful to Jacob Coker, who, if you look back, is venerated among Alabama fans. He's a better quarterback, put up bigger numbers than you think, especially when it counted, because he ran Clemson up for quite a few. And that powerful Lane Kiffin offense, it wouldn't quite like this though. That's true. <laughs> I just wanted to see how long he could go on Jake Coke. <laughs> like, like a Jake Coker scramble. Yeah. Uh, Forever, man. Wasn't expecting that. Um, on the other hand, uh, Bama has to deal with being the inferior defense on the field, which is also not a thing we ever expected we would say. But statistically, it's true. It's not that they're a bad defense. It's just that, you know, Bill's numbers have Clemson as the best overall defense in the nation. Probably, yeah, you, probably even without uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, not Trevor Lawrence, Dexter Lawrence, his sibling. What if, what if they put Trevor Lawrence at defensive end? That's true. What if we just tried that? Stunned by the beauty, probably. Mm-hmm. Is what I imagine. He'd line up, and that tackle would be like, "Oh my god, your hair! Oh my god, a Pegasus! A Pegasus! I've seen one. <laughs> there ain't, ain't a sing, like ain't a single split end in it. Look at it. It's like." His hair had musical notes in it. I saw it. 
Hold that tiger. Yes, please. In these arms. <laughs> He's one of those dudes who looks so relaxed all the time that he kind of looks baked. Like, he just, like, I've had this difficult question about Trevor Lawrence that ever since I've seen him, I've gone, is he, you know, is he just, you know, he looks baked or is he just late? Like, is he just country? You know? Well, it's because he looks, he looks like, like the Hootie and, the drummer from Hootie and the Blowfish, too. He Same looks thing. like somebody tried to draw Keanu Reeves as the Wild Stallion. <laughs> in in advance sketching, like sketching three oh three, right? Not beginning sketch. That's a Just, really that's a really good or it's like a um Keanu Reeves like mashup almost. Um mm-hmm. with Patrick Swayze from Point Break. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna I, I was gonna suggest that he looks like he looks like um he looks like a knight in like Witcher Three or something, right? He kind of looks like a he kind of looks like a CGI quarterback, right? If you're like Yeah, he's like the uncanny valley. Mm-hmm. You've unlocked Lancelot in Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Lawrenceville From Lancelot. Uncanny Death Valley. Yes. <laughs> ah, there it is. Damn it. Which is only in Clemson. There are there is no none other. The the one in LSU is very canny. Yeah, that's it's the canniest valley. Did you see? Did you see Jacques Doucette? Uh, Jacques Doucette who follows LSU. Tweeted uh, a video of I don't remember which player, but said that during the bowl game, Ed Ogeron was running the big cat drill in the locker room at halftime. Huh. Yeah, you know, like basically the one-on-one sort of like drag to the ground tackling drill yeah. right the yeah. the blocking drill yeah. i'm sorry where they yeah he's running that in the locker room full pads and helmet well, surely on the they had lots and lots of healthy players <laughs> jason they did not <laughs> oh this is, this is why you can't have coach o running the the kids room at church on sunday <laughs> hey go on up <laughs> everything go on we go do the oklahoma drill it's the big it's the big cat drill is this where we get to play like cats? Kinda. We're gonna do a part in the Red Sea. <laughs> Y'all to see. You gonna be the camel, he gonna be the eye to needle. <laughs> I, yeah. Just in case you thought, oh man, Ed, Ed's mellowed out. No. I don't know, it worked. <laughs> Who thought that? Who thought that? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, Does he's not. Go... It's yeah. It's like it's not quite as. Technically, yeah. he has. He's had his shirt on almost the entire season. He's at a nine out of ten, and he used to be at a fifteen. So that's a fair point. I mean, I don't really like the scale. Is the scale is completely borked here, right? No, it like, is. Yeah, it's it's a dangerously skewed scale. For instance, I don't think either of these coaches would do that. Right, because neither of them are that kind of crazy. They're two different, very distinct kinds of crazy. When you get to this, Nick Saban's kind of crazy. As ESPN has a clip where they ask him a story that he wants to tell, like, "Oh, tell us a story." And most other people, when I've seen these clips, have done things like, "Oh, this one time, like Dabo's story that he told that they're you know they animate like you know Tales from the Bus or something." They Dabo got a cool car. He had no money. He let it fall down at like a hill or a cliff. He's not real clear on hill or cliff, which that seems to be an important distinction for me. Dabo, you know, 
but uh but no he's not he's not super clear on on what it is listen the toughest part about insurance fraud is keeping your story straight all right <laughs> he's, he's broke man you do whatever you need to do <laughs> to get to get that money okay Debo was like broke and sleeping in the same bed with his mom in like a small apartment in birmingham alabama okay live you live son you do whatever you need to do to get that tercel back all right that's his story nick saban's story is a detailed uh description of a game he played when he was 15 years old down to the yardage and minutes left in a game he was playing at quarterback that's his big like ah, let me tell you a funny story so it was fourth and 14 and i had a split end <laughs> like he begins breaking it down that's a different kind of insanity that we're dealing with at least Dabo goes oh here's what i'm supposed to do tell an entertaining story nick saban's like i have found this file and we'll begin to describe said file now the good news is you'd like me to describe for you a football scenario the thing the thing that drives both of these coaches especially batty also is the thing that they're worst at special teams hooray hooray oh is there uh is there footage of Dabo freaking the fuck out because his punter uh malfunctioned and attempted an uh an uh unauthorized fake punt yeah an unsuccessful unauthorized fake punt which is against the I rules of engagement between thought and transcription dabo yeah mm. that was such a fun period in our lives we're, we're, we're gonna get it one way or the other binky, 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 binky. like i know very few things about this game for certain but one of these punters is gonna shank one bad and that coach is oh man oh it's gonna go oh boy it's gonna be a bad moment like it won't even wait be... for the missed extra point. <laughs> just, just too low somehow. Can I? Can I? And from Santa Clara, you can't even, you know, conveniently walk into the ocean. No. Yeah, you have one to go more, to one more point against it. There's like a drainage. There's a drainage ditch next to it. I think you can kind of wallow in for a moment. <laughs> you gotta stay in these jeans. You're gonna die in these jeans, son. I will now roll into the ditch. <laughs> Here's some big jeans and a big ditch. You go rolling that ditch. I really, if I had to get a script for this game, I want it to be something like Clemson goes up 35-21, Alabama roars back, right? And they get it to 35-34 and then miss the extra point. That with about seven seconds left. That would be heaven for me. Dude, that's fucked up. It would come on. You're gonna get a kicker killed. <laughs> and he laughs at that. Yeah, I am. <laughs> extradition. <laughs> yeah, that's. Wait, what do you think extradition? Means? <laughs> I'm sorry, extraction. We need somebody to immediately extract him out of the country, and get him out if that happens. If a kicker change your name, you're point. now Jose and. <laughs> You live in Madrid. Yeah, you need you need new passports if you do that. But that's I just want Nick Saban's beautiful football machine to come unraveled because of the slip of the toe of one kicker on what? On what? Santa Clara's terrible turf that Pete Carroll complained about three weeks ago. Can't they just leave him in Santa Clara though? Like if they want him to never be seen again by any college football fans? They'd be Damn. fine there. Damn. Damn, this was all part of a plan, wasn't it? Nick Saban knew it. It's like I saw it coming. It's the only scenario. It's the best one. Make sure we have it in Santa Clara. Got it, Nick. 
Sam, what's the Sandman thing about this game? I have the uh, have Clemson in the first half. It's three point five in the first half, which is a little bit friendly. The line has been tumbling Clemson's way. I expected it started at six and a half Bama, and I expected that to go up, but instead it went down. Huh. So that was the only way to get a somewhat friendly number on Clemson. What is it? What was it last you saw? Five point five. Okay. And I think uh, I saw I saw one figure that uh i think it was sports book that most of the money and most of the bets are coming in on alabama but the number is still falling clemson's weight which i think that suggests um they are looking at the power rankings which are all a lot closer than that uh and i think they're anticipating a big surge of smart money right before kickoff and they're preempting that because like if you look at s p plus bill has it by one point Sagarin, FPI, all the numbers say this is going to be a really, really, really close game. Which I really hope it is. Like that, that there's the, there's your redeeming factor in all of this that you could create as terrible a stage and as predictable a matchup as possible. But at least it's going to be an awesome game. That that should be the payoff, right? Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff you can complain about here. You can complain about this season was not the most eventful as far as the playoff race goes. Uh, I don't think, you know, it's easy to call it a boring college football season. I would argue there is no such thing. And we can point, you know, easily 25 examples of teams and players that were exceptionally entertaining and and delightful. Uh, But you could say that, you know, you could say the semifinals were bad. You know, you could complain about this or that. You can very fairly complain about the location. But on that little gridiron, the players on the field, that should be really fucking awesome. That two best teams in the country without question. Uh, coming in, this has the makings of the best title game since 2005. It's kind of hard to argue to the contrary. Um, maybe 2008. But, uh, I mean, this, this is one of the best title games ever on paper. And I don't know what there is to complain about. Yeah, and if there's going to be an unflappable uh, quarterback, the Santa Clara. right? We can complain about that still. Yeah, and it's, and it's and in Santa did. Clara. Yeah. And we did. Right, 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 right. I, I meant the actual thing on the field. Oh, like yeah. When people, bring, when people say Clemson, Bama fatigue, I do not acknowledge that as an actual thing. Is I this a... Stop whining. Is this a thing in the NBA? Like, we don't... like. Yes, yeah. The, oh, the def- Warriors oh, yeah. and the Cavs met, like, four times in a row. Yeah, and people were sick of that. By the, I think people were tired of that by the end. But I think part of why people were tired of it is, like, towards the end of it, it's like, oh, this isn't that competitive. One team's just sort of stomping the other one. One team's benefiting from being in a weaker conference, et cetera. I do think that this is uh, there. There are a couple of things that should worry Clemson and should worry Alabama. So, which is good. Normally, I can't think of a thing that's really gonna super worry Alabama, right? But I can in this game, right? Like Alabama's got to be worried because Clemson can make circus catches in one-on-one coverage, especially T. Higgins. God, you can't throw him an easy open ball. It's got to be. You have to throw it low outside and three feet behind him and he'll catch it. Put it right on him and he he's like 50-50. But if you make it difficult, T. Higgins is going to catch stuff in double coverage all day. And he is or in, you know, like just crazy, impossible position. So he can do stuff in single coverage all day. I also think that Trevor Lawrence is not super flappable. He's just chill. He'll take a sack. He doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. His skin is made of pixels. How are you going to ruffle him? No, you can't ruffle somebody when they may have all them pixels. 
when they're animated that smoothly. He's rendered so well. It's like a the man's frame rate is too high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is. And the AI, AI is magnificently programmed on him. He can push the ball down the field on a hurry and accurately. Do you think Dabo thinks he has a soul? <laughs> is this AI this, too? This theological debate is a little too deep for Brother Dabo. <laughs> <laughs> Like if if it after just just climb in this trough just in case. Of course it does. Fish and dogs and and kitty cats all do. Why wouldn't a robot? My Little Ponies have souls. Yeah, like if this is some sort of experiment, and after all this time, you know, Trevor Lawrence comes forward and goes, "Debo, I'm I'm actually you know, I'm actually one of the first machine that became men." Debo'd go, "Yeah, but but you know what? God sees you, and I and I do too." And they'd hug, and it would be, you know, like, the happy version of every, like, robot dystopia movie. You're like, what if robots came and they were awesome quarterbacks? Listen, man, it ain't called EarthNet, is it? All right? It's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a little raincoat on you before we baptize you. <laughs> There's a robot throwing passes. God, he's so beautiful. I got a human-sized otter box for you. You're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's other things to worry Alabama too offensively. Like I think Travis Etienne can like, like I think he's, I think he's got enough. Like he's he's strong and fast and gets like good push from his offensive line. And I know that you need just about a hundred yards to make it work, right? You need about a hundred from your back to really sort of make this work as an offensive game plan against Alabama. And I think he can get it. I don't think it can necessarily be nothing but home run balls, but. Man, I, I don't know. It's all it's all plausible. And on Clemson's side, do you notice something with Clemson's defensive stats? Like, yeah, they've got a really impressive defensive profile. But there's two games, two games on that schedule where there was something deeply off. Y'all, y'all know the two that I'm talking about? Well, uh, South Carolina is somehow one. Yeah. <clears throat> Who scored zero against UVA recently. Yeah, they tuckered themselves out. Yeah. Left it all on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's one because Jake Bentley had 510 yards passing against Clemson. Ooh. The other would be uh, Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah. 300 plus in early in the season, right? Kellamon wasn't quite up to speed, probably. Yeah. 300 plus. Like two games where they gave up a ton of yardage in the air. Is that a strength to Alabama? Is that something they can do? Is that, that their preferred? Yeah, it's... It's kind of what they like to do. So if it's going to be close on Clemson's side, it's going to be because if they don't pressure Tua at all, he's going to be able to get at least 300 easy. Yeah, as uh, as Bill C wrote in his game preview, it's uh, you can force you know you you can force Bama to uh, what was it? Basically, it all boils down to they prefer to pass. You know, the tide of old it was like shut down the run. Well, they don't really care about all that. They're just like they found a new toy and uh, they they really really like using it. Yeah, and it works real well, super 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 well. And again, because you could take every turn in this game and make it an even closer game in your head. Clemson's got the defensive line to you know disrupt that, maybe force them into some like quick throws. Because when Tua does that, he can make mistakes. Yeah, because you look at, at the the corollary, you know, like who were the teams that limited Bama's offense? Mississippi State, Georgia, you know, Clemson's got a better defense than either of them. 
I mean, the the flip side of that problem, though, is that, yeah, Tua can make some mistakes, but um, the Bama receivers have just stupid numbers. Just absolutely fucking stupid. Like, how do you have five players on your team who are all averaging over 16 yards a catch and have at least six touchdowns? That's not that's not even staying at the sticks as a DB, right? Like, right. okay, ten yards. No, <laughs> start start at seventeen yards down the field and wait, because that's really where they're shooting for. Like Jerry Judy is very good, but he is. It is by no means a like. Oh, if it's it's not like we have seen versions of this Alabama team in the past that have a really promising wide receiver one, and then after that, it's like okay, and they have a secondary option, then a few guys who get them like. Some short, like they have a lot of options that stretch the field. That seems really hard, you know. If if Clemson can't just get pressure with the line, and they have to start bringing linebackers or corners or whatever, that feels like an opportunity for Bama to burn them very badly. <laughs> so, uh, in the SEC, in the yards per catch, in the top ten, Bama has one, two, three, four, five. Half of the top ten in yards per catch in the SEC. <laughs> They've had more moments this year where, okay, Jerry Judy catches the ball, and I'm like, oh yeah, there's their, there's their guy, and then somebody else touches it. I'm like, how'd they get him too? Wait, who's that guy? Oh yeah. God! We're used to Bama being Julio Jones, Amari Cooper. You get one receiver at a time, but they got several Amari Coopers now. That's fun. It's 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 just. It's absolutely nuts that every time someone catches the ball for Alabama, you get alarmed, right? It's like, that's, I'm used to, you know, oh, okay, they, they threw to their slot guy. Ah, that ain't shit. That's fine. You know, he can catch the ball. I mean, look at it, look at it this way. In the ball, in, in like the semifinal, Devontae Smith was, was ripping up Notre Dame, just destroying them. He's, he's like option four, maybe five. Right. Yeah. So if they have to, in other words, the Swiss Army knives for Alabama and the receiving core, it's just all bigger knives. There, there ain't a corkscrew on them. It's just, you know, like, but no, and another knife. Wow. This is just nothing but huge sharp knives all over the place. You give this to kids, huh? Yeah. Sure do. <laughs> yeah. We gave it. To, <laughs> we certainly gave it to Oklahoma. There you go. It's like, uh, like. Deadpool, where as drawn by a very sarcastic person, where he's holding like nineteen swords. There's your Swiss Army knife. Yeah. So I mean, like the the points will come. That's that's gonna happen, right? You just want to force Alabama to make a couple of mistakes because we're all playing arena ball, and possessions are the thing that are gonna matter in this game. Which has been the deal whenever they've faced Clemson, and that's why Nick Saban faked a punt in their first matchup because he knew they needed the ball again. And don't be like if you want to know the the like Alabama wrinkle, you go, oh well, a punter's gonna shank one. A punter might mess up a fake here, or a kicker might mess up a, an onside because they're gonna try that too. There's no way that if they get into the second half and things get pressure and pressurized for either team, somebody's gonna try to steal a possession. I don't know right. if it's Alabama or Clemson, but it's happened before, and with margins this slim, it's probably gonna have to happen again. Do you really think a team would do that? Fake a punt in a high pressure situation and like fail at it? Mm, you know, if it were fourth and eleven and you wow, had a really good quarterback, far. no. Listen, I don't. I, I, said I don't the, see that. I said the Georgia talk was over, and I meant it. 
No, we're not talking about, we're talking about hypothetical. Like nobody would actually do that. So this is just hypothetical. Yeah. I mean, I don't see, even if you were trying to be aggressive, why wouldn't you put your quarterback out there? It just, that to me would say that you had some sort of underlying mistrust of, you know, their ability to make yardage. And I think that would just be damaging and probably lead to, I don't know, a disastrous performance in a bowl game. Just this cascading series of random thoughts. Maybe you did snap it to your most talented quarterback though, but he's not your starting quarterback. And you just had him run straight ahead, which is the only thing you've ever let him do. But he will. But he will be probably right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, imagine he will that... be a starting quarterback. Soon. Okay, somewhere. Cool. Yeah, cool. Theoretically, we... in this hypothetical, are we ready to? Are we ready to turn this over to the readers because we did ask them a question? Yes, and they came through um, with shining colors. We... So basically, I wanted to know um, where you, the listeners, are from, and why we should hold the championship in your hometown instead of santa clara um i have a whole bunch of these to go through jason and spencer and holly i don't know if y'all selected any as well but i'm happy to um to start if you would like yeah yeah no you yeah you kick it it open all right this first one comes from mitch parker at mitch r parker on twitter sydney australia we already have the history of hosting incredible barn burners like stanford rice and cal hawaii also it's summer here now so the risk of heat stroke Add some excitement to the game. I love this idea. I love it 1,000%, especially because we'll be playing the national championship game at, like, 11 in the morning on a Monday. Or I guess, I don't know how that works. Is that a Sunday, then? Um, that, No, that would be a, uh, that a would Tuesday? Be on Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> That would be that would be their Tuesday. I it's also good because it's so far away that you basically have to tell both teams in the semifinal. Okay, immediately after we know you're going to be emotional. Immediately <laughs> after this game ends, you have to get on a plane because you will not acclimate to the time change in time unless you. Fellas, just... you got a flight. You got to go. Dabo, put down the oranges. <laughs> yeah, that would be even better because then we're going to be like, oh well, the Cotton Bowl team. They had the advantage because they had a slightly shorter flight to fucking Australia. I love this. Idea. I Nick Saban. Nick Saban's like degree of over planning for this would be awe inspiring. All oh, the cryo sleep. <laughs> pods. So many pods. He sent. He sent half his team there months ahead of time. They've been living there under assumed names. They're ready. <laughs> they. Yeah, they want a. They want a rugby title. Actually. Under assumed names. It's crazy. The all whites. Yeah, the all whites. <laughs> it's got a splinter on awesome so. Um great, great. Yeah, the and by there. the way, also like I want to break Nick Saban's brain by taking him across the international date line. Because he would also, be like, So I lost a day recruiting? Or did I gain a day? Did I lose it? Did I gain it? Why are we why are we speculating that Bama would be good at a sport that involves kicking? <sighs> Excellent argument by the gentleman from Kennesaw. Yeah. Wow, man. Cobb County wins again. Um, I yeah, I, I have one I, I would like to choose that's just uh, that's that's it's simple but to the point, which is Brody Logan, Fort Pierce, Florida, Martin County, motherfucker. <laughs> we have a bra- a bar drive through liquor store that sells frozen rum runners to go and will fill any container you bring them with frozen rum runners i want to know if any container means any container. is a coffin a container yes technically it is it's clearly a container 100 percent. Right? so no bring the come on don't be don't be an amateur bring the vault 
The vault's the waterproof part. That's what you fill with Rum Runner. Some people would like to be buried in a Rum Runner casket, okay? That's a lot of people in Fort Pierce, Florida <laughs> are choosing that very option. Slowly, in installments. It's inside me. That's the trick. <laughs> That's, yeah. I'm mummifying myself with rum. I, I'm What? I'm taking care of the embalming and the cause at the same time. You're welcome. At the same time. Also, I'm super fun at parties until I'm not. Yeah, that'd be fine. I think that's a better place than Santa Clara. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm bought on that, you know, before, like, I even mentioned any of the other magnificent things about Martin County. For instance, quite an active swamp truck culture there, right? Like the swamp buggies where you put a tuna tower on top of a truck and then extend the steering column up so that you can steer it from the top of the tuna tower, from the massive fishing tower. Yeah, that's... That's come on. That's the halftime show. We turn this entire. You think Santa Clara field's bad? We'll turn the entire field into a bog, and then Nick Saban will have to play in it. Um, here's another great suggestion from the Life Aquatic at Matchu Gregory on Twitter, Secaucus, New Jersey, because we once had 55 pig farms with pigs outnumbering humans 16 to one, and one of those pig farmers ran for U.S. president twice. I looked this up. It's 100 percent true. And it's, you, you probably, it will probably not be when you think it is. Which, what time period in American history do you think this man, whose name was Henry Krajewski, when do you think he ran for president twice? 1972. Okay. I'm going 19, let's see, I'm going to the 20s. Could you do 20s? Holly was close. Holly was closer, closest, with if we're not playing prices Right rules, and I didn't say we were. 1952 and 1956. This man was six feet tall, 240 pounds. Uh, he owned a 4,000 pig farm, and his platform included a one-year tax moratorium for every t- taxpayer with an annual income below $6,000 and one free pint of milk a day in school for every child. He got 4,203 votes. Solid votes, though. (laughs) Fully fully committed votes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dense, marbled votes. Uh, The other suggestion that I really enjoyed was the suggestion of Las Vegas, because Las Vegas, for all I know, after 2025, may very well be in the running to host a playoff championship game. They've only decided the rotation through 2025. It's open after that. Vegas is going to have a real stadium. The number of things that uh, can go right with this, there's a lot. You you know, like it'd be Vegas. You'd have, what, all the hotel rooms you needed. You'd have uh, easy attractions and, and entertainment. And you would also have the challenge of getting eight blocks to a stadium and trying to find a car that would take you there without walking. Because I don't know, it might be 100 degrees. I liked uh, all the people who suggested uh, having it on Auburn's campus or Georgia's campus. <laughs> <laughs> Popular recommendation. Someone Ohio State's say, campus uh, or Tennessee's campus. Those were suggested as well. Uh, Matt Phillips, Philly M31, Columbus, Ohio, because we like to make everything about us. <laughs> self-aware i like that yeah yeah like that that's a good ohio state fan behavior uh i like this from jd connor pasadena we could hold a parade even wouldn't that be crazy if you put it in that big pretty stadium there that's like you know 
kind of part of a city that actually gives a shit about the sport and actually has a historical connection to it and actually has a team that people care about and and an infrastructure set up for college football yeah and and like that oh. clemson a fans have heard of the super bowl before a good one you could do that um i like this suggestion from holiday wallbanger at hardy wallbanger omaha because here every day is scott frost day and also if it doesn't sell out we'll make sure it officially sells out which, yep, that's true. Not going to have any problems with plummeting ticket prices if we put it in Nebraska, are we? This thing's a sellout. Shit, this you know thing's a sellout or people die. Just tell, just tell them that the game in Santa Clara is Nebraska's spring game. Boom. <laughs> Those ticket prices just tripled. I can't find it. Somebody suggested that you have it at Talladega. <gasps> that's a fantastic idea. You can just park anywhere. I've seen Talladega, I've seen Daytona, I've seen Bristol Motor Speedway. The Bristol game was amazing, and I can't believe we're not doing it again anytime soon. Um, I also like John McElhaney at Juan Fabulous. I am from Mobile, and would like to just see what what happens when the city is given that level of attention. Probably not going to be good. <laughs> I, I also enjoy... You know, actually, if you wanted to have the most... The, the most hardcore... Like, if I wanted to have the most hardcore college football championship ever, Legion Field. Oh, my God. In Birmingham, Alabama. I mean, hardcore doesn't necessarily mean worn down to metal nub. EC Dub! <laughs> EC Dub! <laughs> Will the stadium make it through the third quarter? Who knows? Will everybody be amped? Oh, they'll be so amped. Alabama fans Is will the buy blood those real? tickets even it's if they were in it. Real. It's extremely real. Is that a rat on the field? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a rash now? Yes, you do. Did it just make a tackle? A good one? Yeah. That rat took a back down in the open field. Legion Field. Like the the rickiest, scariest stadium in all of peripheral college football. Yeah. Put it there. Because, one, Birmingham would mark out for it. They would mark the hell out. Right, because Atlanta's got every major college football event, got the Hall of Fame. You know, it's eventually going to probably steal the SEC's headquarters once they figure out a way to grift some cheaper rent than what they pay in Birmingham. If it's a dollar less, if it's you like know what they're going to do is move it to Dunwoody and say they're in Atlanta, they're going to arm shit. <laughs> no, they will go wherever it is three hundred and eighteen thousand dollars and nine three hundred eighteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Oh, so Lithonia. Yeah, they will go a dollar under. That is all it would take. The SEC is so lazy and cheap that if you just said, hey, we'll give this to you for a dollar less, they'd be like, can you throw in a U-Haul? Out. If the SEC moved its headquarters to Stone Mountain for cheap rent, who would they etch onto Stone Mountain? Bear. The bear. Yeah. Yeah. They probably put they probably put the three bears up there. Mm. That's it. Maybe a little, a little Nick Saban on a tiny pony. And, and Jackie Sherrill trying to clip one of them's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Was that necessary? No, but it is. It is. It does add some color to it. It's fun. It? It's fun for the kids. Gestures broadly at Stone Mountain. <laughs> Can you think of a better SEC moment than going to, than going to Georgia and not putting Vince Dooley on the map, than <laughs> not putting a single putting Herschel up? Can we put Herschel up there? Um, uh, yeah. Now, yeah, I, like, I, I like the Birmingham idea because 
I want you to imagine if Alabama loses the national championship inside the state of Alabama. Oh, yeah. We got to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's where you actually have the, like, Apocalypse Now moment of taking the chopper out of the stadium, right? Like, post-game handshake, done. Miss Saigon, this shit. Just make the helicopter noise again. <laughs> yeah. Just do the, just do the, the. Why is this helicopter you know... so wet? <laughs> it's you made just... of chipmunks or something. <laughs> just do the, just do a Fulton extraction directly out of that stadium, okay, right? Now we're talking. Just like it's Metal Gear Phantom Pain, right? Roll sky. Yeah, roll... <laughs> Right, roll flide. <laughs> Tide died, roll flide. Yeah, Houston Houston plays Alabama. <laughs> Dana Holgerson wins the national title to beat Nick Saban, right? And oh, and then he immediately in, in my sensitive hour. And as the fans as the fans rush the field to tear him limb from limb, he immediately produces a Fulton balloon and takes off. And as the last thing you can hear him say before he hits the stratosphere is, "Not my first time." Done this before. Shouldn't have put a NASA facility in the state, idiots. (laughs) Creditors can't catch you in space.